Hi everyone and welcome to the Effective Teaching Podcast. Today we're going to continue our mini-series looking at applying how students learn. I'm super excited about it. We're up to, this is our third part in this series. Can you remember the previous two episodes? What were the topics and how did we apply them? I'm going to check your memory again at the end of this episode because I want to try and implement a little bit about what we've been learning. But for now, let's dive into the concept that we're looking at today, which is spaced learning. Now, many of you will be familiar with the idea of spaced repetition. I've purposely, however, used spaced learning instead, not because it's overly different in terms of what we're going to talk about or anything like that, but because I think repetition can actually be a bit misleading. You're not just repeating the same things over and over again. You're not reteaching stuff to your students, but you are going back to a concept or an idea the skill that you're trying to teach them, and you're asking the students to recall this information or to practice it themselves, to remember it. And it's basically, you could probably call it spaced recall, if you like, rather than spaced learning. It's, It's that kind of concept. Now, by spacing out student recall of the concepts and ideas that we're developing, what we're doing is we're creating neural pathways that are needed for the students to recall and remember the information later. So spacing out the recall really enables the concept to be stored more permanently in long-term memory. And this then builds the highways that are needed. You know how we talked about memory being collections of neurons and then you've got these pathways, the neural pathways that need to be developed. You're creating stronger, thicker pathways from that long-term memory to your recall, to your working memory. You're building those and you're solidifying them more and more by doing this spaced recall. Because it means... Basically, you're telling your brain, this is important, don't forget it. And so every week, every couple of weeks, they're trying to, you're getting the students to recall this information, to go, oh, I need that pathway still, I need that pathway, I need it stronger, I'm using it all the time. But how do we space things out? If we want our students to remember things in six months or a year, how many times and when do we need them to recall this information? There is actually a general principle that can be used And this is where students recall things when 10% of the time has passed compared to how long you want them to recall things. So, for example, if you want your students to remember things for about 200 days, then you get them to recall it every 20 days. Now, that's kind of a general principle. Personally, I like to slowly spread out the, the idea of recall. So I will get students to recall our last lesson every lesson. Uh, and then once a week, I'll ask them to recall what we did last week. And then every four weeks, what they can recall from the last term, that we, or maybe the term that we've done so far. And at the end of term, I want them to remember everything that we've learned so far that year, maybe even some stuff from last year that's important for what we're doing in class at the moment. So I will also try to intersperse every four weeks or so uh, what they can recall from last term or the term before that even, And I might pick a specific topic that they have learned already or something similar and just get them to recall stuff, often using like a brain dump or something to recall things. And the important thing here is to make sure that the strategies you're using aren't necessarily always taking a long time. Sometimes it's good to take a strategy that, you know, is going to take you the whole lesson to recall a whole bunch of information. You want to work on things with that information as well. That's all right. But 
what we want to do with this whole idea of space recall is constantly be building in small amounts of recall that they're constantly doing. So I find it really quick and easy to do this kind of recall with things like brain dumps, which we talked about in a previous episode. If you missed that, I think it was the first one of these um, these mini-series on how applying how students learn. So go back to, I think it was a recall, and you can have a look at what I say brain dumps are and how to use them. You can also use a quick quiz if you want to that has questions that relate to multiple different topics. Uh, that's also really fast and effective. You can even just ask for three things I remember from last term each week and telling them it has to be different from their last three things that they've done, if that makes sense. So each week you're going to ask them, you know, write down three things you remember from last term. Now, the week later, I want another three things different to the ones you've already remembered. And so that forces them to remember what they already have said but also to remember more things from last term. Now, I don't think that planning and detailing this meticulously is really needed. I mean, you could, if you wanted to, go through and make sure that you're really hitting all the different topics and points that you've covered over the term, over the year, over the semester. Uh, instead, what I would like to do is just to simply plan to have them recall often and to ensure that these are students to recall all the learning that you want them to be able to remember. So if you think forward for your students' learning, I really focus on recalling the key elements that really underpin a lot of the greater learning that's happening in a unit or some things from past years that relate to what they're learning now. You want them to recall all kinds of stuff. If you're preparing them for an exam, then you're really looking at preparing them to recall everything that you've been teaching them. But again, it doesn't require you to plan that out in a lot of detail just constantly be putting in lots of recall and remember to make sure it's mixed up and covering things and you'll end up covering everything anyway because you really are going to be looking at doing recall pretty much every lesson for a short period of time so you could do a whole lesson like I said you could spend the whole lesson recalling key concepts from last term you know going through writing things out having kids do group conversations about it expanding on what they remember, maybe practicing answering particular types of questions for you, maybe doing a few multiple choice, like all kinds of stuff. You could really embed that through a whole day or a whole lesson. Or you could just do a five-minute quiz at the beginning or the end of a lesson, or you could ask them to complete a single question. Uh, and my, my favorite is obviously the, the, the brain dump. So like you can five, ten minutes, do a brain dump, write down everything you can remember. Now, Remember, you don't have to use these tasks either for formative assessment. Okay? You don't have to then look at how your students are going and know where they're up to or provide them with feedback necessarily. Just forcing them to do this recall all the time is helping them to remember. Now, obviously, if you want to have a look at it and use it for formative assessment, that's good for your teaching. But because we're doing this all the time, I would be selective about which ones I would use then as the formative assessment and make sure I'm putting in more effort to have a look at how they're going. I do, however, really want to encourage you to teach your students how to look at the data. So when you're doing quizzes and whatever else, get your students to actually have a look at how they went, what things they got wrong, what things they know, and teach them to focus on learning the things that they got wrong. Well, did you remember our last two episodes? What were we talking about? So we talked about the importance of recall, that's right, that should be an easy one for you to remember after the, today's episode. But also our second one, the most important thing was to know the key things of student prior knowledge. So 
making sure that when they're teaching new concepts to your students that they are connecting it to things they already know. And there were lots of things, there are lots of recall concepts and strategies that I already just re-mentioned in this episode. So try and remember some of those, you know, quizzes, brain dumps, all that kind of stuff. To help you with prior knowledge, you're doing, you know, mind maps, things that explicitly connect key ideas. You can do that particularly through imagery works really well. Well, make sure that you are spreading the word about this mini-series. I think it's just so important for teachers to know this. That's why I'm focusing on it so much at the moment. I really want you to get a really great understanding of how students learn and applying that into your classroom with just simple, easy tweaks to your lessons that can really make a huge impact on improving your student learning. So tell other teachers to come and join you do this. If you haven't started doing this with your faculty, if you're a head teacher or if you're a deputy, if you haven't shared this with your rest of your staff, please do that. I would love for you to do that and have more teachers understand how students are learning and how they can apply that into their classrooms. So make sure you subscribe, come back, join me again next week as we continue our mini-series looking at applying how students learn.